welcome you to another episode of Money Matters Top Tips for Success, where each and every day I bring on new business owners, entrepreneurs, and executives and have them share their top tips for success with you. My name is Adam Torres. You can follow me on Instagram at Ask Adam Torres to keep up with my book releases, book tour schedule signings, all that other good stuff. Always love to connect with you there. And as always, if you'd like to apply to become a co-author of one of my upcoming books, just head on over to the website, moneymatterstoptips.com, and click on Become an Author to Apply. All right, so today I have Sonia Curtis on the line, and she is the owner over at S. Curtis Properties. Sonia, welcome to the show. Hi, Adam. Thanks very much for having me. So I'm excited to get more into what you're doing over at S. Curtis Properties, um, but before we do that, let's get a little bit further into your background. So how did you get started in business and in your career? Uh, I grew up in Los Angeles. I always had a dream of becoming an actress. So I started, and I grew up around Hollywood. So I started right out of high school trying to break into Hollywood. Had some success for a little while. And I guess that that was an entrepreneurial career to begin with because you have to, you know, market yourself and get your resume updated and you do your training and you have to do your headshots and now even more so with all the social media. But um, so I, you know, just hustled because nobody um, was over me really. You have an agent, but it's really up to you to go and hustle as an actor, you know. So I guess that entrepreneurial spirit started back then. And then when I uh, got to be a certain age as a female, the real reality of ageism and sexism kicked in really hard in Hollywood for me. And even mm. though I'd had some a really good run and done some great work on great shows and even had my name put in the uh, nomination for an Emmy Award on a big TV show back in the day, um, I couldn't even get an agent after a while and I couldn't get work. So I was like, okay, we need to reinvent ourselves. What are we going to do next? And because my whole background was entertainment and I had trained with some of the best teachers, I then became an acting coach, which was another entrepreneurial thing. Um, so I did that for a while. And um, then when I got married, I decided I'm going to go back to school and get a degree like the normal people in the world. <laughs> <laughs> So I went back and I got into UCLA. I decided to be a poli-sci major. And uh, that was just because I was interested and passionate about that topic. And mm -hmm. um, my former husband said, you know, you've already gotten your degree in real life in Hollywood. Why don't you do it for something else? So I, I chose that. And, um, and then I got my real estate license. And I started doing that more just because my husband and I were going to buy properties as investments with his family. And um, then the crash happened. So when the crash happened, uh, just you know, went back to focusing a little bit more on independent producing, coaching, directing in Hollywood because it was really hard getting the real estate going right at the crash with the Dodd-Frank Act and acted and everything. So I did that for a while. And then back in 2011, I just went full force back into real estate. <laughs> wow, that's amazing! And what I love about your what I love about your career is is it has pivots, like all of us as entrepreneurs and uh, and business people out there. So we have our ups or downs, our sideways, everything in between. Uh, and you know, we all learn from the benefit of hindsight and and you know, going through those things, those ups and downs. So that being said, there's some people listening now that are a little bit further behind in their journey, so to speak. Um, what kind of advice would you give to that new budding entrepreneur that's really just starting out? 
Uh, I would say just keep learning as much as you can about whatever field you're in. Like have the posture of being a perpetual student because no matter how far along you are in your given field, you can always learn more. And in my experience, having that approach with humility to just be open to learning more, um, it also affords you the ability to, when someone asks you a question, you don't know the answer rather than lie which is what a lot of people do, which gets them in trouble because then you're lacking integrity and people eventually will discover that and stop doing business with you. I'll say, if I don't know the answer, I'll say, let me, let me get back to you. I'm going to find out that answer for you. Um, and in my field with real estate, the, the laws are changing all the time. Every single property is unique. Every area, even in Los Angeles, is different. You know, you have properties going for... 90 million and you have properties going for 90,000 in various parts in in Los Angeles so every neighborhood is is so different every property is different and so I'd say just keep learning and that gives you mm -hmm. a confidence too you know for your business that's awesome great advice uh let's switch it up a bit Sonia I want to get into what you're doing as uh as owner over at S Curtis Properties so uh first tell us a little bit more about the business please Sure. Well, um, I got licensed in real estate in 2006, and I was an agent for 10 years, working at a bunch of different, um, red, you know, big firms like Keller Williams and um, Nest Seeker, Zanuck, and Beverly Hills. And I became a broker in 2016 because I had a vision to help people who couldn't get loans and, and be in home ownership for various reasons after the crash, um, which didn't make sense to me. So I'm like, we have to do something. And a friend of mine, a businessman, when I told him my vision, he said, well, the first thing you have to do is become a broker. So I did. I became a broker. And so that was why I originally started my brokerage. That and also because the market is so saturated with real estate agents in Los Angeles that I needed something to set me apart a little bit. And being a broker is kind of like having your Ph.D. in real estate, whereas being an agent is like just having your bachelor's. So I did that, and my goal is still to help people um, get into home ownership after maybe a divorce, death in the family, uh, illness, laid off. As long as people have responsible patterns, you know, and good psycho scores, like they're, they're doing the best they can. I want to buy up properties, have a fund to fix them, and then do lease options for the people to get into ownership again. Wow. Um, and so are there any kind of, and this is a pretty broad question because I know you work in multiple areas in real estate, as you just mentioned, but are there any trends that you care to comment on that you're just kind of noticing from your vantage point of having, you know, the experience you have in real estate? Yeah, what, what's uh, interesting is people ask me, is it a seller's market or a buyer's market? And I say it's both, depending on where you are in the type of house. And the reason is because um, the people that can afford to buy right now, there's a lot of millennials coming up two people, you know, with two-person earners in their home that are mm -hmm. um, both W-2. They're usually the ones that can qualify for a home. They know what they want. They want nice, sleek, and they want clean, and they don't want a lot of clutter. So what's happening is some of the properties that are coming on the market um, that are older homes that need a facelift and that need, you know, that still have a bunch of people's belongings there, when a millennial, or I'm just using millennials as an example, mm -hmm. when somebody who wants that modern, clean things walks in the door, 
they see this person's older home that's dated and they don't visual they don't see it they don't get excited about it so mm -hmm. they'd rather wait and so they won't put in an offer so what happens is those homes are sitting on the market for longer and longer and then eventually mm -hmm. either a builder will buy it if the profit margin is good enough which means the price has to drop or eventually if the sellers lower the price a buyer will buy so those properties are staying on the market longer and they're having price reductions, which makes it look like it's more of a buyer's market. Now you switch over to a house that is more done or that has a real strong curb appeal that's been fixed or rehabbed. The ones that are in demand, those are getting multiple offers. And so that would be considered a seller's market. And the reason they're getting multiple offers is because we still have a housing shortage in Los Angeles. So it's funny, you have, it's a housing shortage, you don't have a lot of homes available, you don't have a lot of people that can qualify for loans, but the ones that can are choosy and want the nicer updated ones. Oh, that, that, no, that, that's great insight, and I get it completely, and I mean, I live here, so I get it, and I think you're pretty spot on with your observations um, on both sides of the, of the spectrum. Um, so that being said, Sonia, if there's some people listening right now that want to learn more about uh, S. Curtis Properties or also to reach out to you, what's the best way for them to connect? Um, my website is scurtisproperties.com, and that's plural for, you know, properties. Um, my LinkedIn is S. Curtis Properties, and my Instagram is also S. Curtis Properties. So it's, I'm pretty easy to find. <laughs> That's awesome. And congrats on getting your, and congrats on getting your name because it's not always easy. <laughs> yeah, it's Sonia, S-O-N-I-A. And I chose S. Curtis Properties because I actually felt having a gender neutral um, name would be mm. a little more easy in business. <laughs> Got it. That's that's awesome. Um, well, hey, so um, really appreciate you coming on the show today and sharing more about your background and all the great work you're doing over at S. Curtis uh, Properties. And to the audience, as always, thank you for tuning in. I uh, hope you got a lot of value out of this. If you did, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, to leave me a review on the Apple iTunes Store. Uh, do all those great things we do to support our podcasters. I really do appreciate it. And uh, Sonia, thanks again for coming on the show. Thank you.